Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, we are just going to dive right into it, uh, pun fully intended, though you might not know it yet. Uh, as today we're going to finally crank out the swim test story. Um, I'm hoping that it hasn't been overhyped and doesn't turn out to be a disappointment to you. Um, I'm pretty sure anyone who knows me has heard this story before because it is something of a classic. Um, and before I end up overhyping it myself and or psyching myself out, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, so for those of you who have not heard sort of the prelude to it uh, in the earlier cast, uh, Technically a Sailor, I believe is the title, um, we'll recap a bit. Uh, short version is I joined the Navy and didn't know how to swim. Uh, the gang back home tried to take me to a lake and teach me, and I sunk like a rock. Um, and so, lo and behold, I truck off to Navy boot camp not knowing how to swim or, frankly, even how to float properly. Uh, and this tale sort of goes through, you know, how that worked out for me um, and how that came to be. So, um, they don't kick into the swim test immediately in boot camp. You know, first thing they do is run you through a, a thorough physical, which, again, we've discussed. Uh, and then, you know, there's tra- there's a bunch of training. I guess, quick side note, Navy boot camp is a whole lot less of what you think of in terms of boot camp if you've seen things like Full Metal Jacket or a bunch of other, you know, movies. Um, those, you know, that's the Marines and the Army, and there's a bunch of, you know, running around and what they call PT, physical training, where you're doing push-ups and running and, you know, slogging around in mud and all sorts of, uh, you know, um, obstacle courses and all that stuff. Uh, Navy boot camp is not like that at all. Um, it's a bunch of being yelled at. I, I will I will attest to that. Um, you do get yelled at for everything, whether you've done something wrong or not, because volume apparently is key as part of training. Uh, but a good chunk of it is sitting in a classroom learning stuff, you know, how to fight fires on a ship, how to, uh, tie knots, first aid, uh, the ranking system, it's a, it's, the hardest part about a good chunk of boot camp is just staying awake, um, they don't let you sleep much, they scream at you a lot, and sure, you do have to do a bunch of running and push-ups and stuff, especially if you screw up. But mostly it's boring class time that you have a hard time staying awake in. Um, and so there was probably a week, or maybe week, maybe two, of that sort of thing in boot camp before we, we got to the piece where we're like, all right, we're going to go see how you guys can swim. Uh, and again, the assumption is that you all know how to swim. So it's not, we're going to see if you can swim. We're going to see how well you swim. Um, there's There's sort of a criteria for grading, uh, to where if you can swim and, you know, do the basics, you're considered a third-class swimmer. Um, if you can, you know, do a few extra strokes, do some other stuff, then you're a second-class swimmer. And I honestly don't know what a first-class is, because they didn't test us for any of that. Uh, I'm assuming that if you're, you're, you know, really, really good, and you're going to be, you know, a scuba diver or some shit. I, I don't know. Um, but like I said, they're going to go, okay, we're going to go, you know, rate your, your swimming ability. So they take the whole division, because you do everything as a division. And just for reference, a division is roughly 
70 or 80 people. Uh, in my case, it was 70 or 80 guys uh, because uh, I was in an all-male division. Um, there were other divisions that I went through boot camp that were mixed, um, but mine were all dudes. Uh, so they march you, you know, from wherever it was you were prior to that, uh, off to, you know, the swim building. Uh, and because boot camp is in the the blustery north uh, of just outside of Chicago, Illinois, uh, the the swimming pool is definitely inside. Uh, um, and so, you know, they take you there, and you've got your swim trunks on, um, and they they actually enforce the whole, you're going to grab a shower before you get in the pool, which really amounts to, you know, walking at a reasonable pace under a shower head, um, and they count that as a shower. Uh, so you, you, you get enough to get a wet streak on you and to, you know, get a good solid chill uh, from the water, but not enough to actually clean anything. You know, I guess really shouldn't surprise anybody. Um, but we do that, and then they proceed to march you, you know, into the actual swimming pool area. So imagine, if you will, uh, what I assume was an Olympic-sized pool. Uh, again, not being a swimmer. I don't know what pool sizes. I know it was pretty freaking big. I'm guessing it was Olympic. I, I don't know what the actual criteria there are. But it was, you know, a, a giant rectangle. Uh, on one end, there was, you know, on, it's the rectangle, the sh one of the short ends, there is this, uh, platform, this sort of tower, um, that you, you know, take, I honestly can't remember if it was stairs or a ladder, but it was like 10 feet off the ground, uh, and it wasn't a diving board, it just kind of stuck out over the edge, over the water, uh, and that was the deep end. Um, you could see some, some lines painted, you know, um, horizontally, if you're looking at the, uh, the swimming pool in portrait mode, let's say. Uh, and on the opposite end was the, the, you know, the shallow end, because uh, it did, it did, you know, it wasn't all uniform depth. Uh, you come in, again, if you're looking at the pool, sort of portrait mode, normally I draw pictures for this, but I can't do that on a podcast, so... Uh, imagine, if you will, I, I've drawn a rectangle for you on a sheet of paper, uh, long ways. On the left-hand side is this tower, and that's the deep end. On the right-hand side is the shallow end. You come in through doors um, on the top. Um, again, I have no idea what the actual compass directions were, but I'm going to call it north. You come in through those. You march around the left-hand side of the pool, and on the whole southern wall there, there are bleachers you know, all sorts of bleachers. Because they don't just take you a division at a time. There are like three or four divisions that are in this all queued up to do the thing. And so, you know, the, the showers are beyond that north door, and they run you through that, and then they march you over, and you sit sit in these bleachers um, and wait your turn. They go by division, and then, you know, within the divisions, it's row at a time, person by person, whatever. Um, and... Uh, Again, your your recruit division commander, um, the Navy equivalent of the drill sergeant, uh, you know, is clearly there um, and has all of these what they called hard cards. They're the, they're like Manila um, folders. Um, as far as I'm aware, the same ones they used for the for the for the uh, the physicals. Like these 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 hard cards were like your life 
history the whole time you were in boot camp. All your test scores, your physical, you know, all this stuff is, is all in that. Um, so they can record how well you do um, and make that part of, you know, your military record. So we walk through the shower, we march around to the side, we take our, scene, or take our seats in the, uh, in the bleachers there. And the, uh, there's already a division or two there that people, you know, that somebody's explaining to them, here's how this works, and, you know, they were kind of off in the distance, and I could, wasn't paying that much attention, couldn't hear them anyway. So all I'm left to do is sort of sit there and stare at the wall opposite me. And in giant letters uh, above the door is, I mean, I obviously am not going to remember it verbatim, but it, 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 it was a citation of, you know, Naval Code Section 5, subparagraph 4, subclause 3A, whatever the hell that was. And then the text of that particular, you know, piece of law, uh, Naval Code, uh, which... Again, I'm not going to get verbatim, but I'll give you the, the you know, the Cliff's Notes, the, the paraphrase version, which is essentially, um, hey, dumbass, you've joined the Navy. Uh, we assume you know how to swim. If you can't swim, we are going to dishonorably discharge your dumbass. Why are you even here? But you couldn't possibly be that stupid, so you're going to be tested. Uh, like I said, it was very, very official, very, very professional language, but that's that's what it meant. And so I'm looking up at this thing just in terror because I know I can't swim, and my dumb ass joined the Navy, and I'm not all about getting dishonorably discharged on like week three. That is that is just not cool. Uh, but I'm kind of powerless to do anything about it. I mean, what am I going to do? Raise my hand and go, uh, petty officer, um. Turns out I'm a moron and can't do this. No, I mean it's. It, I'm gonna, you know, maybe there's gonna be some sort of miracle. Maybe you know, the Lord will come down and bless me with instant swimming capacity, and you know, it'll all be fine. Um, or He'll reach down and drown my ass, and this is where it ends. But it's too late. My, I've cast my lot. This is what it's gonna be. Uh, so I'm sitting there, you know, sweating this, you know, freaking out, uh, and eventually. Yeah, they get to our division, and you know the instructor, you know, kind of comes comes out, and you know it's a it's a it's a dude in some swim trunks that you know, and this dude is like buff and clearly tip top physical shape. Um, I believe I found out later that all of the folks who administer the test were either Navy SEALs or some sort of like explosive underwater ordnance scuba dudes, like, serious, we, we, we live in water, we, you know, we would be fish if only we had gills, kind of guys, um, and he explains what, what it is that you need to do to, to pass the test, to be a class three swimmer, and basically what you do is you, you go up to the top of this platform, which, like I said, I want to say is like 10, 10, at least 10 feet high, um, he said how tall it was, all I knew is that it was any given height, because what you did, you know, from that tower is jump into the water, which is clearly going to be over my head, and I can't touch bottom. Uh, so you climb to the top of this thing, you step to the edge, and when they tell you to, and blow a whistle, it was very clear on that, um, you, you know, cross your arms over your chest, you can hold your nose if you're a colorful language uh, that I'm not going to repeat, 
um, and you jump into the water. Um, once you hit the water, you need to tread water for 30 seconds. Keep yourself afloat for 30 seconds, um, and they'll time you. They'll tell you. Um, and once that's done, you need to swim to the other end of the pool. They don't care what stroke. They don't care how you do it. You 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 just get to the other side, and when you get out the other side, they will you know mark you off as a class three swimmer. And I'm like, that sounds great. I can't do any of that. Well, I can fall. I can drop off the platform. That part much I can do successfully. But all the rest of that, I'm just screwed on. Um, but again, there's nothing to be done about it. So, okay, here we go. Um, they ask if there are any questions, and I, it, it was pretty straightforward. I had no questions. I knew I was going to die. Uh, there's really nothing to ask there. Um, and so they lined us up, and again... The more I think of it, I think it was a ladder rather than stairs. Probably a ladder. That would make the most sense. Uh, you know, I climbed the ladder, and it's slow because you're going 70 guys in single-file lines. So you're actually standing on a ladder with your face in some dude's ass um, and some other dude's face in your ass because you got to keep it tight. Uh, you know, tight formation. Every, you know, no, don't be leaving gaps. Um as they slowly get to the top and get ready to do their thing. Um, and as previously mentioned, you know, each person is spending at least 30 seconds in the water before they start swimming away and they can have the next guy take the, take the jump. So it was a good long while of standing in line, being petrified, um, excruciatingly slowly working my way up a ladder, getting just absolutely terrified. And finally I got to the top and, you know, 10 feet or whatever it was, it might as well have been the top of a skyscraper. It was it was tall as shit. Uh, I'm not really afraid of heights, and we can talk about, you know, my stint as a uh, guy who built mobile scaffolding that can attest to heights ain't no thing for me, but that was super tall, um, especially knowing that I was going to end up in some water that was going to kill me, um, and guy up the top is like, step up, recruit, and I sure as hell wasn't going to tell him no, so I step up to the edge, and I cross my arms across my chest, and because, you know, I am the previously excerpted expletive, I held my nose, um, and then I heard a whistle, and I stepped off the edge, and I plummeted, and I landed in the water, and I did exactly what I thought I was going to do, um, and that is immediately panic and flail and immediately begin to drown. Um, just lost all control, flailing around, you know, um, there was nothing for it, and there, there, there wasn't anybody being fooled. Um, I should mention that in the, you know, deep end of the pool, apparently they have encountered morons like me in the past. Uh, because there were three or four of these, you know, mermen in the water with swim fins and um, goggles. I mean, they didn't have, you know, snorkels or anything. These were professional. But they had goggles and they had swim fins so that they could maneuver and do what they needed to do. Um, and one of these, you know, um, aquamen grabbed me in my flailing state and, you know, screamed and hollered, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stop flailing around! <coughs> um, and he dragged my dumb ass off to the side of the pool, which I clung to uh, for dear life. Um, you know, and he's like, get the fuck out. And, you know, I 
got the fuck out. And there was another, you know, swim guy to the side there who just looked at me with absolute disgust uh, and pointed down towards the shallow end. There were, you know, more bleachers down there, and he's like, go sit down there and wait your turn. And I wasn't sure what I was waiting my turn for. I assumed it was for, you know, the the military police to, you know, summarily execute my dishonorable discharge and ship me back home. Uh, but I went and sat down the other end, and there were like a handful of other guys down there. I was, as I mentioned, I'm not the first moron uh, to go to the Navy and not know how to swim. Um, and so, you know, the rest of the division did their thing, and like I said, everybody else hit there and treaded water and swam to the other side, and hooray. Uh, and once they finished everybody in the division, they said, okay, you're all third-class swimmers. I mean, not us in the loser end, but everybody else, you're third-class swimmers. If you want to be a second-class, you've got to do this. And they, they, you know, gave the instructions. There was like three or four different strokes that I still don't know what the hell they are, but you had to do them, and there was a time element. And if you did all that, you can be qualified as a second-class. They talked about, you know, if you were going into such-and-such profession or the other, you know, the different ratings in the Navy, you needed to do that. So now's the time we're going to make that happen, blah, blah, blah. And so while they were doing that, um, they put one of those little little ropes in the pool, you know, the ones they put up to, like, divvy it off in the sections like a rope with little floaties on it, uh, to basically split the pool in half. Um, and not, you know, long-wise, it was this is the deep end, this is the shallow end. Um, and all the Class two stuff was happening on the deep end. And the shallow end, they then go, you know, one of the swim guys goes, you, losers, get in the, get in the water. And the shallow end was like, I don't know, four feet deep. You know, it, 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 I, I could touch and be well head and shoulders plus uh, above the water level. Um, and so I did. And basically the other swim guys came to us sort of, you know, one-on-one. And, you know, were like, what's your problem? Why can't you swim? And I could hear some of the folks, you know, some of my, you know, fellows say, I can't swim, I just panicked. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to try and work on that. And I just looked at him and said, I, I, there's no point lying, I can't swim. He's like, what the fuck are you doing in the Navy? I'm like, I just, I, 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 and he, and, you know, and he splashes water directly in my face. Um, now when you're with your, you know, brother, sister, children, cousins, whatever, you do that thing with your hand where you just sort of force water and it splashes directly into their face. And ha, 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 ha. Well, I've got, you know, some six-foot-something, 200-pound, you know, beefy dude right in the face. I'm like, ah, you know, kind of caught me off guard, and I kind of, you know, close my eyes and recoil a bit, and he's like, keep your fucking eyes open, and he just keeps doing it, um, splashing water directly into my face. I'm like, okay. Um, he's like, can't be scared of the water. Keep your eyes open. Keep breathing. You'll eventually get used to it. And he's just, just plowing water into my face, and I'm, you know, Try to keep my eyes open, and after a couple of minutes, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is how this is going to be. I guess I'll keep my eyes open and breathe and not get panicked. And, you know, to that end, it worked. You know, thanks, dude. Um, and so after a little bit of that, they're like, all right, we're going to teach you, you know, this stroke, which I honestly can't recall what the stroke is. Um, Abby and the girls call it uh, Eagle Chicken Snake, I believe. Uh, it's the one where you're on your back, and you take your arms out to the side like you're doing a jumping jack, and then you push them down, thus 
funneling the water, you know, towards your feet. Um, and then your straight line, and then you, like, curve your arms up your sides and put them back out, and you just keep doing that. Is that the backstroke? I don't know. Um, whatever it is, it was that. And they were trying to show us that. And I'm like, okay, conceptually, I get where you're going with this dude, um, and we'll give it a try. And he's like, all right, float on your back. And as has been previously mentioned, I don't even know how to float. Uh, keep in mind, I'm six foot two. And I weigh maybe 150 pounds at that point. Like, there's nothing on me buoyant. I ain't floating. And I lay on my back, and I hold my, I kind of hold my breath and try and relax. And I'm above the water for like a half second before blah, 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 I sink like a rock. And he's like, well, this isn't going to fucking work. And he's, you know, trying to teach me how to float. And it's just not working. It's not doing anything. And, you know, that's step one. Get on your back and float. Then do this thing with your arms and kick with your legs and yada, yada, yada. But step one is float, which I was not able to pull off. Um, and, you know, I'm going through this water torture for what felt like an eternity, but it was probably more like, you know, 30, 45 minutes. Because basically the rest of the division had finished all of their, you know, tests, the class two and whatever, and they're like, all right, rejoin your division. You, you'll need to come back. Uh, you know, in off hours, and we can do this. Um, and so I get my ass out of the water and go towel off and join the rest of my crew in, in shame, because everybody in the division's like, wow, Percy doesn't know how to swim. What the fuck is he doing in the Navy? Um, whatever. Um, and a couple of weeks pass, because uh, you don't get a lot of off time, uh, especially in the first few weeks. Um, but it shows, you know, on my thing, on my little card there, that I haven't done this yet, and the, the division commanders knew that, and they knew they had to send me back, and so eventually, one fateful day, they're like, Percy, you haven't done your swim test yet, tonight you're going over there, you know, 1730, you know, after whatever, go do the thing, so I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes, um, and so, there was a whole class of losers that, you know, were joining me for this, it wasn't, you know, necessarily just me. Uh, there were probably, uh, I don't know, a half dozen, dozen other people who didn't know how to swim but joined the Navy. Um, and they started us off again in the shallow end, and then they were like, okay, we're going to show you this move again. You float on your back, you do this with your arms, you kick, da-da-da-da-da, and again, it's just not working. Like, I can't even get the floaty piece. Uh, he eventually gets some sort of, like, uh, like a kickboard sort of a thing, you know, a little thing you put in front of you in the water and hold on to, and it floats, and you just kick your legs. Um, one of those under my back so that I could at least fake the floating piece so he could try and teach me the arm movements, which the arm movements were fine. If I'm not currently drowning, I can, you know, make arm movements. Um, so we did that for a little bit, and eventually he's like, all right, you're ready. And I'm like, well, what? He's like, you're ready. Go to the other end. And for this time, it was a little modified. We did not have to jump off the high, off the high thing. It's just step off the deep end. We did not need to tread water. Just get off of there, float, do the thing we showed you so that you can get to the other end, and we're, we're going to call this good. And I'm like, well, that's fantastic. I wasn't looking forward to making that big jump. I wasn't looking forward to trying to tread water because I know damn well I can't. And I can't really do the third piece of that either, but you stripping it down to just that seems like uh, more than fair. Um, and I'm still going to drown and die, but what the fuck, we'll give it a shot. Um... So we march over to the, the, you know, the deep end of the pool. And again, there are three or four of these guys in swim fin and goggles hanging out in the water, 
waiting to, you know, see what goes. Uh, and my turn comes, and I step off, and I hit the water. Blah, 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 immediately start flailing and drowning. Um, Frogman grabs me, um, hoists me above the water, um, and I feel his hand cradling my neck, like at the base of my skull. Um, and his other hand, like, hits me in the small of the back to push, to force me up onto my back. And I hear, quiet in my ear, from, you know, the guy who's, who's, you know, keeping me from drowning currently, this, this, this utterance, just move your fucking arms like they showed you. Okay? And he is holding me aloft, and following me with his swim fins. I'm doing the arm thing, but let's be, let's be real honest. This guy was towing me from the deep end off to the shallow end. Um, and I'm swinging my arms the way I'm supposed to and kind of kicking, and I don't know that anyone was fooled, or if this is standard procedure or what it is, uh, but he towed me to the, sh- to the shallow end, and we got to the end, and I stood up, and he's like, get out, get your card fucking stamped. I'm like, okay. And sure enough, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am a third-class swimmer. Um, thank you, Navy. Um, and particularly, thank you, swimmer dude, who uh, provided such a delightful towing mechanism um, and prevented me from drowning and kept me from being you know, dishonor- dishonorably discharged uh, for being a dumbass who joined the Navy for not knowing how to swim. Um so, you know, all's well that generally ended well. Um, you know, we, we got through that piece. Um, I knew that even in the Navy, you know, my being a CB, I was not really going to be on the water. So I, I'm like, cool, I'll take it. This is likely not going to kill me in the future because I'm not going to be on a boat. Um, unfortunately, uh, a week or two later, part of the training we had uh, was basically sort of a man overboard kind of training, uh, where, uh, there were a couple of aspects to it. One was they have these really hardcore sort of high tech, um, they're not really, um, life vests. They're like a whole upper body encapsulating flotation thing, uh, that had a weird acronym and I can't remember, KPOC maybe? I don't know. It was a weird thing. It stood, the letters stood for something that I can't remember. Uh, but it was some hardcore stuff um, that you had to be, you know, you had to experience what this was like. Uh, where they strapped you into that and took you to the top of that tower and you jumped off the edge. And that I'm like, okay, cool. I, you know, this is a flotation device. That's the whole point of this thing. I'm not going to drown. And that went okay. Um, you know, and I managed to get on, like, they're designed to automatically put you on your back. Uh, so that was almost on autopilot, and I could, you know, kick my legs and move my arms the way they showed me to get to where I needed to go. So that part went well. Uh, it was part two that was the problem, because the other thing that they trained us is, okay, if you're, you know, out at sea, you're not necessarily going to have one of these things on. You know, the, if you're out there just in your normal, you know, dungarees, which is the bell-bottoms, um, cause they were, we were still rocking now in my day, uh, you know, in your Dixie cup, the little white sailor hat, you know, up on the deck sweeping or whatever, and a, where, you know, the ship lurches or a gust of wind takes you over, 
you're not going to have a life vest or one of these things. So here are some things you can do. Um, and in a classroom setting, they taught us about how, well, if you turn your hat kind of inside out and slammed it, uh, you know, filled it with air and held it over your stomach, that could be, you know, act as temporary flotation. Um, we were trained how to, you know, the reason, I guess, let me take a quick side note and mention that the reason that the Navy uh, rocks the bell bottoms, that's so you can take your pants off without having to worry about your shoes if you get thrown overboard. That's the whole reason they have the bell bottoms. Um, and so we had to, you know, do that. Jump in the water, take your pants off, because the, the magic there was you then tie the bottoms of your bell bottoms, um, and then hold them around you in such a way, and like, in, you know, hold them above your head and slam them into the water so that they fill with water, and that could be a flotation for you. Um, which all sounds great in theory, and all very much depends on your being able to, you know, operate in an aquatic setting without immediately drowning, which is not a thing I had previously uh, been able to do. Uh, so the whole, you know, super spiffy life vest thing, that went swimmingly. That was great. Um, the whole, okay, we're going to have you jump off of this, this, this thing fully clothed, and when you get in there, you need to take your, your pants off to do this trick. Um, that went about as well as you would expect. Um, I hit the water. I started glub, glub, glub and drowning. And again, the helpful, you know, swim fin goggle guys were there to yank us out. Luckily, you got one shot. It was kind of, it wasn't so much a, you need to show us that you can do it. It's a, here, we're going to give you an opportunity to try this out. If it works, great. If it doesn't, eh, whatever. Hopefully you don't get knocked overboard. Um, so I didn't really get in any trouble for that. That was fine. There were a bunch of guys that just could not get their act together uh, in terms of the, the trousering ring in the water. Um, I guess I should say the purpose for the bell bottoms is so that you can do that. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that you get you get your bell bottoms on like day three or four of boot camp. Uh, you know, and they've got folks you know taking measurements and giving you the right size, and you know they hem them all up and whatever. Um, and they're, you know, they're, they're not loose fit. I wouldn't call them, you know, skinny jeans. Uh, but they're, they're, they're well fitted, let's say. Um, and the thing about laundry when you're in boot camp is that, um, basically it amounts to they collect everybody's clothes because you've stenciled your name and everything. So they just put everybody's stuff into the same thing. And I'm fairly certain what they do is they just throw them into a giant, super crazy industrial washer that doesn't actually use soap. I don't think they use soap due to, you know, allergy purposes. It's just stupid hot water. Um, and funny thing about denim and stupid hot water at regular intervals whenever it gets washed, that shit shrinks. And so there were, I mean, I failed this little, you know, take off your pants underwater to flotation device thing because I couldn't swim. But there were a lot of guys that couldn't do it just because you could not get those. You had a hard time pulling those things off when they were dry let alone soaking wet, literally underwater, and you've got your shoes on, and you're trying to tread water and not drown. So they didn't get too hung up on my failure there, um, which is probably a good thing. Um, I didn't have to jump off and try and do the whole the whole cap thing, um, which was fine. Uh, I, I 
serious doubts as to the viability of that as a method to keep yourself afloat in any case, but whatever. Um, and then, you know, we, we kind of dried off and marched back to our compartment in, you know, wet dungarees, which was super fun. Uh, mind you, I went to boot camp. Uh, I got there late August, so it would have been September, late September, early October-ish when uh, this happened. So Chicago in the, you know, depth of fall in soaking wet clothing was super great. Um, but you know what? I survived. Um, and the rest of the time I was in the Navy, I was never near water deeper than a puddle that I ever had to worry about. I mean, I guess technically I was, you know, deployed to two different islands, uh, you know, and we hung out, you know, by the beach a lot when we were in Puerto Rico and stuff, but I just didn't go in deeper than I needed to, and I was never called upon to do so, um, and yeah, it wasn't until after I got out of the Navy and moved to Florida and started hanging out at the beach there and at various people's pools that I actually figured out how to swim. Um, so, good times. Um, like I said, it's 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 something of a classic tale that everyone who knows me has heard at least once. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, any time... I'm with a group of anyone, and I've had any beverages in me. Somebody's bound to request it, and I'm happy to oblige. Uh, so, hopefully, you enjoyed it. Um, I am. That worked out just perfectly because I am just now pulling into my spot, and I wish you all a very good day. And I certainly hope that none of you drown ever. Um, thank you for joining me for another podcast, and have have a good one. And that's it.